Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Dash Radio Show with your hosts, Don Wright DeBrantz and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. Thanks and enjoy the show. And welcome to tonight's episode of The Dash. That is myself, Dawn Wright DeBrunce, and my co-host, Peter Mingles. Say hi, Peter. Hi, Peter. <laughs> and we're here tonight with a fabulous guest that uh, we were told uh, a few months ago that we just had to meet, and I just had to have her on the show by, by we realized, Laura Peters, who I now have to definitely give her a thank you and, and bring her on board with the Dash. But she introduced us to this fantastic traveling woman who um, actually we we just realized we've, we've both lived in the same place a little while, and um, South Africa is one of my favorite countries on the planet, so I'm very excited excited to introduce and have an hour to chat with Miss Judy Moreo. Welcome, Judy. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, it was an exciting time to be in Johannesburg. Uh, that was back when I was there. It was at the end of apartheid, and that was an exciting time. I was there for eight years, but it's always good to be home in America where I belong. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's interesting because I was there in the 80s, so it was apartheid was in full full bore mm-hmm. back then, and Mandela was still in jail, and uh, it was a very different South Africa than when Alex and I went in 2007-8, or 2007-8, yeah, 2007-8, oh, um, when it was like post-apartheid, so it was like very, very radically different place, but... Um, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. um, and really interesting to watch how, like, a full civil reform, it's going to take generations for this to, to actually really come and settle back in, you know. Um, but it's still, it's a beautiful, wonderful place, and uh, but it is nice to come home. <laughs> always, always nice to come home. So... So you wrote a book. You have been um, through another journey, and um, and that journey has been very personal to you, and then you wrote a fantastic book about it. Um, so why don't you give us a little bit about that journey and, and that book? Well, I was um, minding my own business, living my life, and uh, it was time to go for my mammogram, and I went for my mammogram, and while I was there, the doctor said, oh, my goodness, I think we see something here. Uh, we're going to have to do a biopsy. And the next thing I knew, uh, two days later, I was in a hospital having a, a surgery for cancer, and I, I was just in shock that something that you didn't even know you had, all of a sudden you had. And, and when you hear the word, you have cancer, it's like, no, 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 I don't have cancer, not me. Other people get cancer, but I don't get cancer. So um, it was quite a journey, and I did write a book about it. My book is entitled Overcoming Cancer, A Journey of Faith. And and really, it's my story because once I had the surgery and they started telling me, now you have to have another surgery and you have to have radiation and chemo, um, I kept hearing these voices in my head that kept saying, no, 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 that's not right. And so I decided to follow what I was hearing in my own mind, my own subconscious feelings, and go a naturopathic way, uh, which I did. And seven and a half months later, the oncologist said to me, I don't know what you did, but your cancer is completely gone. Uh, 
Wow. And so it's it's the story of it's my story of basically what I did, and then I did an incredible amount of research to find out why what I did worked, and so I've I've listed in the book what I did and also what we can do when we are a cancer patient, what we can expect to deal with, what other people will say to us. Um, And also, if you have to support a cancer patient, you know, the caretaker or the caretakers actually go through as much stress, if not more, than the actual patient, I think. And so I also put a section in the book on how to support a cancer patient and how to take care of yourself if you are a caretaker, because that's a big job, too. Wow, that's fantastic. <clears throat> I know that um, even right now I just got a phone call that one of my favorite aunts has breast cancer. Her sister, another one of my favorite aunts, you know, has been dealing with really heavy-duty breast cancer um, for the past year, and it's been on and off. And then her husband was just diagnosed. So, you know, it's it's running straight through my family right now, and I would love to know how to support them. So well, that just makes me happy that you took a moment to do that because that's really I think important. That- that all of us are touched with cancer one way or another. Either we have it or someone we know has it or someone we love experiences it. And, and you know, it's, it's a scary word when you hear that big C word, but it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be scary. And I'm really kind of glad I went through the whole experience because I grew as a person. I learned an incredible amount about myself. I found out who my friends were. I learned how to be healthy. I learned how to take care of myself. And today, two years later, I'm healthier than I've ever been in my entire life. And it's just, um, I just wanted to share the story with people because so many times I hear people say they have cancer and they're very fearful. In fact, just this week I was in the art gallery because I I do art. I I do art as a result of having cancer, believe it or not. Uh, But I was in the art gallery and a lady came in and she said, Oh, my God, I just heard that I have cancer, and she was just about ready to have a breakdown, and the man that runs the art gallery said, Oh, well, Judy, come here. Talk to this lady, (laughs) because you see, Judy's healthy, and she's been through what you're going through, and and it just felt kind of good to say to somebody, you don't have to be scared. You really don't have to be scared. There's so much that you can do to take control of your life. Well, You know, that's really interesting that you say that. So if somebody is facing that right now and they're in that moment of finding out and, uh, you know, what's the number one thing? And, I I mean, yes, we're going to make sure that this book gets out there. I'll I'll do a post on it. We'll get it out to everybody. But, um, you know, what would be the first thing or first three things you would tell them to support them in not having the tailspin and to be able to go ahead and, and get their feet firmly planted right out of the gate? Well, the most important thing they can do, whether they choose to go the naturopathic uh, way, as I did, or whether they choose to go with chemo and radiation, whatever their treatment option, the most important thing they can do is boost their immune system because the immune system is what basically heals us. And so we need to boost our immune system, and we do that through the way we eat, our diet, and so many people say, diet, are you kidding me? I have I have so many friends that came down with cancer about the same time I did, and they didn't change their diet at all. And even though they got better, later on they went back. And so I think the diet is the major number one thing to boosting the immune system. The next thing is vitamins and supplements. You know, what kind of vitamins and supplements do we do we do and then there are other things such as prayer 
visualization, journaling, uh, that support our lifestyle, uh, even the colors that we surround ourselves with, the kind of people we're around, the attitude that we have. It's all such an important thing. It's a lifestyle, and we have to look at it and, and do a lifestyle change. Plus, how do we talk to ourselves? Do we say, uh, I have cancer and I'm going to die and I'm going to be sick and I'm going to lose my hair and this is going to be the end of the world? Or do we say, so I have cancer. I can deal with this. I'll do whatever I have to do to get healthy again. And and that's um, attitude. And attitude is so important to everything in our lives. Mm-hmm. Now, um, just super quick, I want you to know, because I'm sitting here going, okay, I need four copies of this book, one for me and one for the three women in my life who were just diagnosed. Um, we're, I'm, we're looking. It's not an Amazon yet that we can see. So where can people go to get this book? Well, it, it should be up on Amazon, uh, especially the ebook within the week. Or they okay. can go to, um, or they can go to judymario.com. That's J-U-D-I-M-O-R-E-O.com or cancerwakeupcall.com. Okay. All right. So we will go ahead and make sure that we make those links available. And for those of you who are listening to this later in the archives, you can go right to the dash radio.com into the store and you'll have you'll you'll see Judy's book will be highlighted there as soon as it's up. So um we'll we'll go ahead and make sure that we put that out on uh, out on the blog as well. So Super, super important stuff. Thank you so much for taking the time and making a gift out of your journey through through that space. I know that um, so many people walk it, and um, you know they they tell a great story. But you know, taking the time out of your life to go ahead and write a book about it, um, so that other people can go ahead and benefit from what you learned is is such a powerful thing. Um, did you, I mean, I don't know if we should get into the actual natural supplements that you chose, but, um, you know, before we head to the break, I mean, is there any specific fantastic product out there that you would be leading people to? Is that all in well, the book? So, yes, it is. But the one that was the most important uh, product, and it's so simple and so many people don't even know about it, is um, a vitamin C product called Emergency, and you can buy it at at the local drugstore, at the pharmacy wow. on the corner, mm-hmm. and you can buy it at Costco and Walgreens, and I mean just about anywhere uh, where vitamins are sold, and it's a powder. It comes in a little packet, mm-hmm. and it's uh, a 1,000 units of vitamin C. And when I first got sick, the doctor said to me, you take nine of those a day, 9,000 units of vitamin C, you start with three, you work up to six, and then you go to nine. And I have to tell you, it was amazing how it kept my energy up and it and it changed my life. It was just phenomenal because uh, vitamin C is your natural immune system booster. And it, it boosts the immune system and it also protects us against various types of cancer. So uh, it, it what it does is it helps make collagen, which is used by the body um, to connect as a connective tissue to heal wounds and to support your blood vessel walls. Mm-hmm. And it also acts as an antioxidant because uh, it will neutralize unstable molecules molecules that damage uh, your cell walls. So, I mean, it's, it's your first defense line for boosting your immune system. And, you know, how many people, we've heard all our lives we should have vitamin C, vitamin C, vitamin C. But, you know, we don't really think about, taken huge doses of it i never mm-hmm. i never assumed i would take nine thousand units a day but boy it made a, a major difference and even now that i've been over the cancer for a while 
If I find myself getting tired in the afternoon, which I sometimes do, I go and drink a couple packets of that and a glass of water, and boom, my energy's right back up again. Wow, that is just awesome. Okay, so when we come back from our break, we will hear more from author and survivor and fantastic businesswoman extraordinaire, Judy Moreo. Thank you. Do you run a home-based business? Are you looking under every rock for your next superstar diamond in the rough? Are you looking for leads in all the wrong places? Look no more. If you're a seasoned entrepreneur, you know you need the right tools in place to run your online business effectively. If you're brand new at your business and you are looking for top-notch training that will take you and your sales team to the next level. For email marketing, autoresponders, lead management systems, and more, Network Leads is what you need to prospect, communicate, manage, and support your customers and sales organizations. Just go to www.networkleads.com forward slash the dash radio and register for your free lead management system today. You've been listening to the Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronce and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. And now, back to the show. And welcome back to The Dash Radio. And we have... Judy Moreo on for tonight's guest, and Peter Mingles, this is your segment. All right. Well, thanks. First of all, Judy, it is great to have you on the call. I am so glad that you've survived and you've spread the word of survival um, Thank through, you, the, Peter. through the audience. And I gotta, I'm a little bit sentimental to this because um, my dad passed away of prostate cancer mm-hmm. a little bit over I'm two so years sorry. ago. And, yeah, and, you know, it's I've learned what numb really can mean when you're going yes. through the whole entire process. Yes. But it is so crucial that you tell your story to bazillions of people because my dad's belief system was in the regular medical profession, which was going to be chemotherapy and radiation. Right, right. And and we faced so much. Now, my background was not in nutrition. No. But... What happened was as a result of this industry, the network marketing-specific industry, we talk about this industry as everybody knows what we're talking about, but because I was associated with network marketing companies, I joined a company called Nutrition for Life. Mm. One of the reasons why I joined that is because I needed to have a more formal or informal level of education about nutrition because they don't teach this stuff in school. No, No, they don't even teach it in medical school. Exactly. And I don't want to say a contributing factor to my dad's demise was his lack of knowledge about nutrition, but it was certainly a consideration because when he had the choice of making a decision of which path to follow, I was fighting, if you will, and decided to back down away from, which might have even cost him his life, the idea of pushing building your immune system doing the things that you inevitably have done. And it was one of the hard, and I, I, I'm a sales guy by nature, so you would figure the most important sale that I could ever make would be to my dad to handle the nutritional part. And yes. I chose I chose to realize that I was fighting his belief system and hope 
and attitude is important, and I didn't want no. to fight no. that for him. No, so, you can't. Right, so that's why I applaud you, because if you and other people like you were pushing nutrition, perhaps maybe his belief system would have been different. So that's why I have a sensitive, how would you say, dog in this fight. But yes. Let's talk about that for a second, because what was your background about nutrition before you found out that you had cancer? Well, I really didn't have a background in it. My mother had always uh, made sure when I was growing up that we ate what she thought was the proper diet, which was a balanced plate that had meat and potatoes and uh, starch and a vegetable, that sort of thing. And that's the way I grew up. We didn't eat a lot of, of junk or a lot of sugar, but we did eat a, a balanced diet as to what I knew. Then when I got cancer, I I said, well, there's got to be something. And when I went to the doctor and they said, you got to do this, this surgery immediately, day after tomorrow, and I did it. And then and then she came back and she said, oh, you have to have another surgery and you have to have radiation and you have to have chemo. And, and I was having all these things thrown at me. And at the same week, my sister died of a heart attack. And I had to bury my sister. And I, I just said to the doctor, look, I can't go through any more surgery and, and treatment at this point. I've got to wait. I've got to, I've got to find out. How long can I wait? And she said, well, a month or so won't hurt you. And I said, okay, well, then... I took care of my sister's funeral, and I locked myself up, and I found every book I could find on nutrition and vitamins and diet and, and cancer, and I studied and studied, and I called all these various clinics, and I called all the doctors that I found their names in the books that I was reading, and I talked to everybody I could, I could talk to about what to do. And it came down to if it is boxed, bottled, canned, or packaged, I shouldn't be eating it. it, it just That's what it kind of came down to. And I thought, okay, now, you know, what kind of things should I be eating? And I started eating predominantly vegetables, green vegetables, because they grow above ground, where vegetables that grow underground have a higher sugar content. And we don't want to eat sugar because sugar feeds cancer. And we don't want to eat dairy products because it causes mucus, and cancer likes to live in mucus in our bodies. And so I started learning these things, and I just started eliminating and eliminating and studying. And I went to this wonderful naturopathic doctor up in Cedar City, Utah. And I told him, I said, I, you know, I can't be sick. I can't be uh, locked up in, in some place, you know, going to all kinds of treatments and things. I have to be healthy. I have to work. I have to take care of my sister. And then I had to take care of my sister's funeral. And I said, I can't do this. And he said, well, uh, cut out the red meat eat only wild fish because you don't want to eat any fish that have been farm-fed because you don't even want to know what's in the food that goes into farm-fed fish. And uh, and you've got to get, you know, get rid of the packaged foods, the canned foods, the bottled foods. And so I did. And, you know, it wasn't that hard. I thought it was going to be really, really, really hard, but it wasn't because there's so many things you can eat. And like I said, a couple of my friends that got cancer at the same time they had the chemo, they had the radiation, they got better. Six months later, they had the cancer again, they got better. Then they, one of them actually died. And But she didn't change anything about her lifestyle. And I really believe that cancer is a wake-up call from God that's saying to you, you better change your lifestyle, you're not doing something right. So, and, maybe, so maybe, you know, somebody doesn't have to wait to get cancer to go through this life change? 
What well, stuff? What, what stuff would people do or change? Wouldn't it be great if they would change it before they get cancer? Yeah, that, yeah, that would exactly. be my idea. I mean, simple things like yeah, I mean, you can eat artichokes and avocados and broccoli and cabbage and asparagus and beets and kale and spinach. I'd never eaten kale in my life before, and and I found out kale is really good, and and sweet potatoes and yams, but basically leave the white foods alone because white foods really have no no food value and change your whole grains over to things like oats and brown rice and flax and quinoa and you know like I said eat fish if you're going to eat something don't don't eat red meat yes you can have a steak once every couple months you can have a hot dog on the 4th of July and Labor Day but don't make regular diet out of it and then eat more fruits. Fruits. I, I mean, it's easy to get your hands on vegetables and fruits and nuts and seeds and garlic. Garlic is very, very good for you. And so in my book, Overcoming Cancer, A Journey of Faith, I've actually put the whole eating program in there of, of what I did. And I also listed all the foods you probably shouldn't be eating because um, some of them are really terrible for us. We eat all kinds of things like uh, cookies and donuts and ice cream and soft drinks and diet drinks and box cereal. Those things are not healthy. They're not going to make anything in our body better. So, no, we don't have to get cancer. We could actually change our, our eating program and be healthier without getting sick at all, which would be wonderful if I could get that message across to people. I gave a lady a copy of the book the other day. It had just gone to the printer, and I gave her, like, one of my galley copies because she had been diagnosed with cancer, and I handed it to her, and I said, here, take this and read it. And she read it, and then she called me, and she goes, well, Judy, she said, you know, you're a really good writer, and the book is really good, but I just can't give up my cocktails. And I said, well, obviously cancer doesn't scare you as bad as it did me because it scared me enough to give all that stuff up. So. I wanted to live. I, I wanted to do whatever I had to do to live. And and I was at the chiropractor's office one day, and I had been praying to God and asking God to give me a sign that I was doing the right thing, to please, please give me a sign I was making the right decisions. And I thought a sign was going to be a rainbow or a white dove or something. And I was in the chiropractor's office, and I looked up, and there was a sign on the wall, and the sign said, the power that made the body heals the body. It is the only way. And it just hit me. It was like, whoa, that's it. And so, I mean, I think I spent 24 hours a day praying through the whole, the whole uh, process. And I, what I had to learn was to quit being such a busybody. I was always busy, 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 working, 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 doing everything. I had to learn to, to sit down and pray, to sit down and visualize, to sit down and journal, to. Uh, take time for myself to read more to learn more to really uh, do more positive self-talk you know when I worked in South Africa I had the good fortune I worked for the newspaper that supported the African National Congress to get Mandela out of prison so I had the, the good fortune to sit across the dinner table from Mandela one one evening at a big dinner and I asked him uh, did you ever believe that you would get out of prison? And he said, oh, yes. He said, I visualized it in my mind every day. He said, every day I saw myself, I saw in my mind, I saw me walking free. I visualized it every day for 27 years. He said, that's that's part of what you have to do. You have to believe. And so 
I thought, well, if visualization worked for him and he got out of prison and changed the whole country, it certainly could work for me during this process. So every day I visualized myself healthy. I visualized what that would be like, what I would eat, how I would behave, how I would walk, what I would do differently in my life. And it's amazing how that helped. Well, I, from what I've heard you say, you took responsibility to educate yourself. And exactly. You did a lot of reading and a lot of studying. You obviously took it seriously. You had the self-discipline to make the changes. Um, you thought initially it might be kind of tough, but eventually as you started your education, you found that it was a lot easier. What kind of resistance did you face from either family med- family members, the medical community? What other kind of like things did you run across? What were some of your obstacles towards putting this plan in action? Well, the one oncologist told me that I was going to die. Um, I, when I told him I wasn't going to do the uh, chemo and radiation, he said, well, if you don't do what I tell you, you're going to die. I mean, it was just that simple. And I, and I said, no, I'm not. And he was like, you will. You'll be dead within the year. And I'm like, uh, do you see an expiration date on my forehead? Because I don't. I don't see that. And the amazing thing, the same oncologist a year later said to me, I don't know what you did, but you sure convinced me that nutrition is important. And so, you know, it it felt good because, and I had friends who had been through cancer, who had been through radiation and chemo, who said to me, you know, you can't do what you're doing. And then I realized later that if I did what I did and it made me well, it seemed to make them wrong. And I had to say to them, you weren't wrong in doing what you did. You did what, what people forever have been telling you to do you know we go to doctors and we trust the doctor and the doctor says to do radiation and chemo and that's the best they know what to offer us and in some cases it works and in some cases it doesn't but i believe each and every one of us has to do what we feel in our heart is right for us and it didn't feel right for me and i and i had to say to my friends i'm not trying to make you wrong yeah, you know, whatever you did, you did. I'm just trying to do what's right for me. And that's the thing. I I don't, even in my book, I don't try to tell people not to do radiation and chemo. I try to tell them to do what they believe in their heart is right for them. But even though they do whatever it is, support your immune system, eat properly, take vitamins, get your exercise, get your rest, visualize, journal, pray, do the things that we need to do to have a more positive life. My doctor was so smart, he said to me, you're too stressed, go take some art classes. I said, art classes, are you crazy? I don't have any ability. He said, I don't care if you have ability or not, go take some art classes. So I went to an art class. And two years later, I won best of show at an, at an art gallery. You know, at the show, I was like, can you believe this? I never even knew I had talent. But I found that the art class was like meditation for me. When I would get to class, I'd get so involved in the painting that my mind was on that and relaxing, and I wasn't worrying about the stresses of the world. And and I just think so many times we get so caught up in our busy, busy lives, we forget that we are human after all, and we need to take care of us. Um, I know that there, we're going to come up to our commercial break, but that doctor in that year that he was poo-pooing, if you will, the value of nutrition – probably hurt a lot of people 
and then maybe after the year that was great. But there's a lot of people that need to hear this message. So I appreciate your words of encouragement and your education. We're going to have Axel, who is our favorite record spinner, spin our next record, and we'll come back and talk to Judy Moreo. If you're looking for J-U-D-I-M-O-R-E-O.com, go check it out. Go ahead, Axel. Those of you who have not checked this 
fabulous woman out. You need to get on over here tomorrow night, and you can go ahead and meet her. She'll be back on the dash, and she will be here at Cashland Guard in Arkansas um, for our very first ever Dash Radio Show concert. Um, we were, will be working to stream it, and if we can't stream it, we will have it recorded and available at the dashradio.com. And it is just the very first part of what we're going to be entering into in the music sector because, you know, most people just don't understand how entrepreneurial a musician must be and how much business there is in being a singer or a band. So uh, we're going to be looking at it from a different angle and I hope that you guys enjoy that. So she'll be here tomorrow night at 7 o'clock, so there'll be a whole lot more music for you to enjoy then. And... um, Back to Judy Moreo, our fantastic guest, and uh, and Peter. I'm going to go ahead and let you guys keep talking because I just I'm really enjoying listening to where we're going. Well, thank and, you. Yeah, and uh, Judy, I, like I said, uh, the more people that hear your message, the better it would be for lots of people. Mm-hmm. So, so related to the the whole concept of some more of the resistance, I was somewhat perplexed when my dad was going through his cancer treatment because I understand that, you know, especially my dad had a fast-growing cancer. And um, who knows how they, who they, who knows how it got messed up, but the reality was is that cancer treatment seemed to fit on their terms, not necessarily <laughs> cancer's terms. Like, for yeah. instance, he would go in for treatment Monday through Friday as if cancer takes the weekend off. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know cancer was employee mentality you know what i mean it's like exactly wait a minute and then i remember specifically i had spoken to a friend of mine who had just lost his wife to cancer and i said to him jim if what would you have done differently and he said i would have listened to ron and i said who's ron he says this is guy who talks about health and nutrition and he says i really should have listened to him because we didn't and we took a more conventional approach i got to share with you it may sound like I'm anti-doctor in this call. I am certainly not. Doctors no. do wonderful things for so many people. So yeah. I, I studied and I studied, and my brother Vincent printed out 110 pages of research that were done by really credible people, and I brought it to the doctor, and I said to him, listen, I, I was, I'm familiar with what's going to happen next. And my dad was in the room. I said, I'm familiar with what's going to happen next. And I do realize that as a medical doctor, you do a you, you have a strong belief in the things that you do for obvious reasons, and I, I said I don't know how to soften this as much as I possibly can so it doesn't come across as a challenge or an attack. So I softened it as much as I could, and I said there's 110 pages here about nutrition and building an alkaline body and all of that stuff, and I said is there any sliver of merit to this? And I'll never forget, because I knew I was going to be telling this story for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. He flipped through those 110 pages as if he was a dealer at a blackjack table. And he said, you know what, there's probably some validity here, but we're going to follow the path anyway. And I don't care if your dad has Cheetos and cheeseburgers every day. This other stuff is not necessarily going to help, and we're going to clear this path. You know, this is the path we're going to follow. And I said to myself, no, I wasn't going to fight with my dad because this, here's my philosophy. No, no. He let me no, live my can't. life. I was going to let him live his. So he followed the path that he was going to follow. But what kind of resistance do you face 
from the medical profession sometimes when you're trying to push health and nutrition? Well, it's, I, I was very, very fortunate in that I found an oncologist that said to me, I want you to do the radiation and the chemo, but if you insist on not doing it, I'm going to monitor your blood fiercely. You're going to be in here every month, and we are going to monitor your blood. And if your blood starts to, your numbers start to go up at all, you are going to go on radiation and chemo. And I said, okay. And and he monitored my blood through the whole process, this oncologist. Uh, he was not the first oncologist I went to. He was like the fourth one before I found someone that said that to me. Uh, and bless his heart, he he went through the process supporting me, measuring uh, my my cancer count in my blood, and he was just very good to me. And when I got to the end, he looked at me and he said, I'm so proud of you. And that was great because, I mean, I had even gone to naturopathic doctors who had said to me, well, go have your radiation and chemo and then come see me and we'll boost your immune system. And so it was just, you know, I'm not the conventional medicine uh, doctors and naturopathic doctors, it's just the individual doctor. I can't say it's the medical profession because there were some wonderful people that worked with me, but I did get a lot of um, resistance when I said, no, that's not what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. And, I mean, I even had, had friends that screamed at me or yelled at me and said, and one of my girlfriends is married to a doctor, and she said, well, I hope you come to your senses. I'm going to call up our other friend and have her talk to you and get you to come to your senses. And, you know, I, I'm like, okay, we'll do what you got to do, but I've got to do what I've got to do. And, and it's hard because you've got all these people who are fighting with you, and, but I had this internal voice. I'm not kidding you. I was hearing this voice that was just screaming at me, no, no, no. And I have never not done what a doctor told me. If a doctor told me you have to have surgery, I did it. If a doctor told me you have to go on a diet, I did it. Uh, whatever they told me. And, but this time, the, that voice just kept screaming at me, and I said, okay, i got to trust the voice. I have to trust it. Now, you mentioned a couple of times you, had, you faced some resistance from friends, and you had to actually go through, you said three or four maybe oncologists before you found one that would actually kind of be okay with the path that mm-hmm. you had chosen. Mm-hmm. So, so how long ago was it that you were first diagnosed, and like how long ago? Actually, March 23rd, it'll be uh, three years. In three years. Okay, so you've been doing fine mm-hmm. since then. And then you're still on the path of all the great nutritional stuff that you've used oh, and been taking? I, I just changed my life. I mean, it's a lifestyle change. It's not a, it's not a temporary thing. It's a lifestyle change. And, and the man that I'm engaged to, uh, he's had cancer three times. And the third time he went this way, he went on to a, a, a better diet. He changed his whole eating program. And now the man's 75 years old and you'd think he was 35. He's got energy and he looks good and he's healthy. And he, I mean, he went through uh, prostate cancer and lung cancer and skin cancer. And, and today he's probably one of the healthiest people I know. And it's great because we both eat this way. It's a lifestyle change. It's not, it's not a temporary thing. It's, it's right. forever. It's forever. Okay, good. So now in reference to this, I mean, how about for all those young kids out there? Uh, I'm thinking about, like, people like my daughter who could just, like, she could live at Dunkin' Donuts or maybe eat McDonald's every day. And certainly the microwave oven food and the mm-hmm. 
process stuff that you're referencing seems not to even matter to the kids because it seems like you put anything out there and they still survive, if you know what I mean. Right. What What would your advice be to people that say, you know, maybe that happens to other people, but it maybe doesn't happen to me? Um, it could happen to anybody. It's it's so hard because we almost need to start our children eating properly from the very beginning, and, and we haven't been taught that way in this country. But I, I have young young coaching clients that I work with that are learning to be writers or speakers that are young people in their 20s, and since I went through this, it's amazing how many of them have changed the way they eat. I met one of them for lunch today, and she said to me, you're having fish. I've given up fish. I'm just I'm just eating vegetables now. I'm having broccoli and brown rice and salad for lunch and and it was kind of fun to see how she had made changes, lifestyle changes based on the fact that she saw what I went through. And I think this is important if if we can show young people, if you start now, if you change the way you eat now, if you don't smoke now, if you exercise more now if you take care of yourself more now you won't have to worry when you're 65 years old or 70 years old as to whether you're going to get cancer because you will have done the best you could do to take care of yourself now we've um, had other speakers on our calls and because we're involved in health and nutrition a lot we we hear about sometimes the things that we are allowed to say versus things that we're not allowed to say and I'd like your spin on that. You know, like when people say, well, wait a minute, you can't say that. What do you mean I can't say that? That's what happened, or at least that's what I believe that happened. You should think that you might have freedom of speech to be able to say maybe some of the things that you have, even if it's your opinion. So what do you think about sometimes the way that we're told that we can't say that certain things might be able to help certain things? So what's your spin on that? Well, I have a, as you could probably tell, I have definite feelings about what will help us, and I so I express them, and I I believe that illness has a cause, and if you find a cause and you correct it, then you can remedy the illness, and so uh, I just tell people, is what you're doing now is that working for you? Are, are you healthy? Are you feeling good? Or is everything going right? If they say yes, I say, well, hey, I'm okay with that. But if they say, well, you know, I am a little tired or no, that's not working or, yeah, I had a cold last week or, you know, then something's not right. So um, we have to take a look at what are we doing and and how does our body feel? Do you wake up in the morning and you get out of bed and you feel good and you feel like you can go and face the day or do you get up in the morning and you're so tired you're like, oh, can I just have a cup of coffee and survive? And so I I say trust your body. Listen to your body. That's the thing. Because illness has a cause. It comes from somewhere. And the other thing is we have to not let ourselves get so wrapped up in the illness that we stop being grateful for our lives. Uh, That's the other thing I find is that when people get sick, it's poor me and they feel terrible and, you know, they go back into the habit of complaining and allowing themselves to be miserable. and, And one of the things I found with me, I'd gotten to where I hated things. I, I don't mean I actually hated them, but I said it. I'd say, I hate this traffic. I hate these tourists. Why do we have to have all these tourists in our town? I hate my hair. I hate I'm overweight. I hate. And then, and when I got sick, I realized I was making myself sick with a lot of that stuff I was doing. 
And we want to come back. Yeah, we want to come back after the break and talk about the mental attitude that you have to develop, and then maybe also make some adjustments with. So we'll let Axel spin some of his records, and we'll be back with Judy Moreo. Are you in a run about your taxes? No more with this simple template. Your business deserves the best, and so do you. Try our simple bookkeeping formula. You'll look organized, find your receipts, and you might even get a write-off. One thing is for sure, you'll thank us. Visit bit.ly forward slash the dash taxes. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash D-A-S-H taxes. You've been listening to the Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronce and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on facebook.com forward slash the Dash Radio. And now... Back to the show. Okay, if it's still my turn, I'm going to take advantage of. <laughs> I'm going turn. to take advantage of this and say, um, Judy has such great material and such a great message. I don't want to run out of time at the end of the show to share with people where they can go and find out your stuff. So for those people whose message this is really important, Judy, tell us where we can find some of your information. Uh, JudyMorio.com and also CancerWakeUpCall.com. So CancerWakeUpCall.com, and I'm going to spell her website. It's www.judy with an I, J-U-D-I, and then her last name, M-O-R-E, and then the letter O. So Moreo.com. So JudyMorio.com is where you would go. And I see I'm looking at your site right now. I could subscribe to your newsletter. I could be friends with you probably on Facebook and yes. get your Twitters and yes. all that stuff yes. and some great... And, you know, I wrote another book a couple years ago entitled You Are More Than Enough. It's a self-esteem book, and it's it's to help people understand that they are more than enough. And, and when you say, uh, talk about our attitude towards this whole thing, that's a part of it. It's how high is our self-esteem and... And do we anticipate positive outcomes? And do we stay focused on the goal? And and so they can also go to yourmorethanenough.com, and, and they'll get a lot of positive information there as well. How much of a, and this is the part I wanted to kind of close up with, how much of this is a mental exercise and a mental challenge? Like what do you really have to do with that other voice in your head while you're going through this that's probably talking to you in relationship to the things that you're actually going through? Because I'm sure you didn't have great days every single day. No, you don't. So talk to us about the mental challenges and the mental toughness and uh, all the other types of things that you might have gone through mentally. Well, one of the things I learned was that I had to work in partnership with my maintenance crew. And what I mean by my maintenance crew, that was my oncologist, my naturopathic doctor, um, my, my friends, my caretaker. And I had to stay focused forward. If I got caught up in I'm sick and looking backward and being resentful that I got sick, then I was in trouble. And there were days when I thought, am I making the right decision? Uh, There were days when I got very, very tired. And, and of course, with my sister passing away immediately after my surgery, I had to deal with the emotions of, of my loss of somebody who was very, very dear to me as well as to get through the illness. And so... 
um, I think some of the lessons I really learned was not to let people push me into making any kind of rush decisions. I learned to eat foods that nourished my body and gave me energy. I had to learn to stop when I was tired and rest. Um, I had to I had to learn to to be with people that I loved and stay away from negative people. People that complain. One lady said to me, "Well, what did you do to bring this on yourself?" I mean, what a nasty thing to say to somebody when right. they're trying to heal. Right. Um, I had to I had to remember that. Because I went the naturopathic route, I had to pay for all of my own health care. And that, that can be pretty scary to some people that they have to pay for all of that when they might have insurance that would cover the more traditional medicine. But I just had to figure out that the cost of uh, treatment was, was nothing compared to the cost of my poor health. You know, and I had to do what brain, I had to do. Just to stop on that one point, I remember in reference to my dad, that some of the bags of stuff that they were leaking into his body to basically poison whatever it was that was trying to kill my dad, some of those bags, Judy, were $20,000 a piece. Oh, my goodness. Isn't that unbelievable? And, unbelievable. And, and, you know, insurance just goes somewhere, and then life savings come somewhere else. Why don't insurance companies pay for the broccoli or the green beans? or the food stuff that somebody would want. Why pay $20,000 for the chemicals? It's well, this is probably a terrible thing for me to say, but you see, cancer is a big business. People make a lot of money on cancer. So, you know... That's so, the truth right there. Yeah. <laughs> so Don't get us on that soapbox. Yeah. But, yeah, but I mean, stop and think about it. The only The only medicine that a doctor can actually sell is chemo. Uh, everything else goes through a pharmacy, and so uh, I, I just I just have issues with it. I I can't see how putting poison in my body is going to make me any healthier. Yeah. And <laughs> and when I found this naturopathic doctor up in uh, Cedar City, Utah, Doctor Holcomb, that he put vitamins and mineral drips. I would drive three hours to Cedar City from where I live, and and I would sit there for three hours while he pumped vitamins and minerals into my veins and and trace elements, and he would have me drink herbs that tasted really nasty. I had one herb that's called chaparral. It comes from the desert, and, and I would have to drink an ounce of it every morning, and I just had to pretend like I was some saloon girl in the Wild West and chug <laughs> down my ounce of this stuff because it was so nasty every morning. But I knew that what I was putting in my body was good for me, and I don't understand why uh, – insurance companies won't pay for naturopathic medicine at least, you know, maybe not the broccoli, but at least those vitamin and mineral infusions that we get in our body because it can't hurt us. It can only make us better. Right, exactly. Now, when my dad was going through what he was going through, I was learning a lot about the disease as well. And uh, they said that, you know, we give you the chemotherapy because it's got to kill all the fast-growing cells. And that's why people's hair fall out, and that's why their immune system gets reduced. And then you have to kind of build it back up, and then they kind of wait until your immune system is built back up again, and then they go do it again. And through several rounds of this treatment, hopefully they'll be able to get it all. And it was during that time where I just said, okay, so when we're, if you have to go that route, why don't, what are we doing to build up the immune system? What are we taking? Can health and nutrition kind of deal with this? And like I said, they just wanted to make sure I didn't lose weight. So they gave him 
uh, shakes that would be, right. you know, have whatever two, three, four thousand calories in it, and said, you know, drink this all the time, and maybe there was some nutrition stuff in there as well. But I saw the total lack of dealing with the stuff that you're you're referencing over here. So uh, chances are, you know, if you're listening to this radio show, either you yourself are going to go through it, or somebody that's really crucial and important to you to you is going to be going through it. So this is the kind of education that you start off now. You learn all these things. You do the preventative maintenance, and will probably mean a really big difference in some people's lives. And that's why I, I love the fact that you're doing what you're doing. I really appreciate you doing the stuff that you're doing on the show. Thank so you. let's talk about let's talk about that second that minute that you heard those words you have cancer. Some people have told me those that's the worst sentence or worst few words that anyone could ever hear. What happened to you at that moment? I believe that was the most alone moment of my life. When when the doctor said uh, you have cancer, he called. In fact, I was on my way to do a speech. I'd had the surgery, and a, and a few days were gone by, and, and the doctor called and said, you know, you still have cancer in your body, and we're going to have to do something about it. You know, I know you had the surgery, but you definitely have cancer. And I was on my way to speech. I was My my assistant was with me, and, and I had about 500 people waiting for me over at the Las Vegas Hilton to hear me do this program, and they were a, a – um, a company that sells nutrition products, which was amazing. And I was on my way over there, and I just remember when he said it, it was kind of like, no, no, not me, no. And then I thought, well, okay, all right. And then it was just like this numbness. You're just kind of, you just feel all alone. And even though my secretary was there, there was nothing I could say to her. I, I just and and we went on and we got to the Hilton and we went into the room where all the people were waiting where I was going to walk on stage and do this motivational speech and and she said are you all right and I said yeah I'm all right and she said can you do this I said yeah I can do this and and I and I did and it was amazing because for some reason it was just like I was outside of my body that was something separate from what I was doing I just was going through my day and. I had all these people in the audience, and they loved my presentation, and it was fine. And I think it wasn't until I got home that night that it really hit me. And I thought, no, 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 I can't have cancer. You know, my family has heart attacks. They die. They just have heart attacks and die. And then I had to think, well, they didn't say your family. They said you. You know, the doctor said you. And so you better deal with it. But it was uh, it's a bit of a shock. It really is a bit of a shock. And, but I have to say this. See, I've, I, I was raised in such a way that whatever you get in life, you deal with. And, and I've been very fortunate that I had that kind of upbringing because it was just like, okay, let's fix this. What can we do to fix it? And that's when I started doing the research, locked myself up, did the research, read every book I could find, watched every tape I could find, listened to every pitch on any kind of nutritional uh, product I could find. I, I just did everything I could possibly think of to find out what I could do to make my life better and to save my life. And, boy, I was I was determined. And that's the thing that you have to be. You have to be determined to live. You have to know that, that you've got something so important that you've got to do that you just can't be sick. And so you just do everything you've got to do to get well. And I think that's 
that's what I get irritated with people. When this lady turned to me the other day and she said, well, I read your book, and it's a good book, and it's got good advice, but I can't give up my cocktails. I just wanted to take her and just shake her and say, what's the matter with you? What's the matter with you? Don't you have anything important to do with your life? Great message. That's a fantastic message. And, you know, you can't live your life backwards and things like that. What would have happened if you didn't have the background of the nutrition? Like, what if you were just like a regular person out there that really was never taught about health and nutrition? Do you think he'd even be on our radio show today? Probably not. Probably not. And i that's the thing. I just want to get the message out to people that, you know, they need to take care of themselves. They need to learn how to eat properly. They need to take their vitamins. They need to pray. They need to visualize, journal express your feelings you know if you're really stressed find a way to get rid of that stress exercise exercise i was the world's worst i did not want to exercise i hated exercise people used to say to me you need to exercise and i'd say yeah the exercise i get is bending my elbow and putting food in my mouth well i want to tell you what now i'm at that gym every morning at five o'clock five thirty i'm i'm there and i love it and it's it you know you feel better afterward and it and it gets those endorphins going, and it gets you pumped up. And my life is better now. I'm 68 years old. My life is better now than it's ever been. People look at me, and they say, we can't believe you're that age. We can't believe you've been through this illness. But it's because I've totally changed my lifestyle, and that's what sometimes we have to do. When you were before cancer, could you ever imagine living the lifestyle that you do today? No. Oh, no. No, and if you'd have told me that I had to give up cheese or I should give up milk or um, that I wasn't going to be able to eat steak every other day or I wasn't going to have my hot dogs, because I used to eat hot dogs for breakfast every day, and if anybody had told me that, I, I would say, are you out of your mind? You know, this is the way I have to eat. I have to eat steak and potatoes. I have to have hamburgers. I have to have cheese. I have to have these things. And I I would have never, ever imagined that I would live predominantly on fish, vegetables, and fruits. I used to hate fruit. Now I love strawberries. So it's it's a major life change. It is. But wouldn't it have been nice if I'd have changed it before and I hadn't have gotten cancer? It would well, have been much better. Absolutely. And I think today with all the genetically modified stuff and all the pesticides and everything else like that, that many people nowadays, the stuff that we're putting in our bodies is just not the same stuff we were putting in our bodies 50 years ago. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And buy organic, for goodness sakes, if you can. And if not, you've got to wash those vegetables and those fruits. Wash, wash, wash to get rid of those pesticides if you possibly can. I even, I live in uh, Las Vegas, and I even order my... uh, my fresh vegetables, I pick them up on Saturdays. They come on a truck from California because uh, I, I want things to be as fresh as possible and, and to be organically grown. Excellent. Okay, good. Well, we're going to have you back, and we have a whole bunch of things going on with some social causes that we're working with, and I really love to have you here. It was just a great event for me as well as I hope everybody else listening in. We're going to be cutting Thank to a you, break Peter. really Yeah, we're going to be cutting to a break really soon. But I just want to let anybody know that if you want to take a look at JudyMoreo.com, J-U-D-I-M-O-R-E-O.com. And, of course, you can always find her information as well as all of our guests on the TheDashRadio.com. So thanks for being here, everyone. We'll see you next time. Thanks, and Alex, go Bye, to the minimum way.
Bye. Thank you. Good night. Thanks, Judy. Thanks for listening to the show. At The Dash, we know that your time is precious, and your choosing to spend it with us means a lot. To get reminders for our live shows that happen every Monday through Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, click follow on the top of any show. Also, subscribe to our blog for articles, inspirations, and great products and services for your ever-growing business at thedashradio.com. For upcoming mobile experience, text DASH to 37404. And don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the Dash Radio. Again, thanks for spending some of your Dash with us. We look forward to talking with you again soon.